0: Their performances have lit up the stage and thrilled theater audiences for decades, and to our delight, they show no sign of stopping. Mm. Hello, I'm Jan Simpson for the American Theater Wing, and today, joining us are F. Yeah. Marie Abraham, yeah, Estelle Parsons, Stacy Keach, and That's Lois Smith. Welcome.
1: Thank you. Hello.
0: You all started out um, in what many consider to be the golden age of Broadway. But today, we now have um, a very powerful regional theater uh, system and off-Broadway. And so I wonder, does it matter to you where you play?
1: I love to act. I, uh, I don't think there's anyone who has ever lived in this business who loves it more. Maybe as much, but nobody loves it more. <laughs> I'll go anywhere. I really will. If I have a choice, it would be nice to do it here in New York, because I live here. But uh, anywhere.
2: Yes.
3: Well, I like to get a good audience, which mm-hmm. I've only had one in this country, and that was in Woodstock back in the 60s. <laughs> 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 there was all full of refugees from the Second World War, and they were so good, they were so exciting. We they good. noticed everything you did, you know? <laughs> we had
4: good audiences in New Haven at the uh, oh. repertoire.
3: Yes, oh. we oh. did.
4: Yes, we did. That was 100 years ago.
3: What uh, makes a good audience? What makes a good uh, audience? People really listen, you know, and watch everything, and you just get better and better because, you know, they're seeing every little thing you do.
2: Mm-hmm. It's all true about audiences, but also in answer to your question, the first thing that comes to my mind is, well, you say, where would you rather act? It depends on the material and the people. Yeah, so it, yeah. It, yeah right. It, a lot, in a way, more than the place, though, like Murray... Glad when it's New York because I live here, and that's a pleasure oh. to be at home, and working.
4: Sometimes though, roles come along that you want to play that mm. you can't play in New York. Right. You, know, you have to go to regional theater, or you have to even do it uh, on the radio. Sometimes. I mean, uh, w- there's a group called LA Theater Works that does plays as a radio in a radio show format in front of a live audience. Have you done any of those? No, but yeah, I, I did one. Yeah, they're yeah, they're, it's great fun, but it's a different kind of an audience. Uh, audiences, I think actors, when the audiences are very quiet, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in a serious play that's a good thing, but in a comedy it's death.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: when, you're choosing, when you're choosing a part now, do you look, um, y- you just said uh, the
2: people and the part. Is it the part? It's not just the part, it's the material. It's mm-hmm. the piece, it's the writer, it's right. everything. Of, of course the part. But a great part of a piece of something not so good is not as mm, much fun. Right. Mm. You know?
3: But when you say people, you mean the people you're gonna work with. Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah I do. That's what's most important to me, I think, right. Really.
2: really the most important. Yeah. Part. The yeah, other actors the other actors. The
3: director.
4: Yeah, yeah. the director. And the director. And the designers and the designer. and, yeah.
2: and, and all yeah. the people who do all the things that without which we cannot even move. It's it, it's it is such a Collective, such a community, and that's where the great joy is. Yes, yes, yeah. and of the collaboration.
1: clothes, the clothes too, the, cl- the costumes. Oh, yes. But when you say choose, you make it sound as though it's uh, we have this whole bunch of things we can pick and choose Bad. from. Sometimes you do what you have to do, Hunter. Yeah, sure. I mean, you got to pay the rent, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's simple as that. And I've done some, and I continue to do some movies that aren't terrific. I'm not ashamed of them, but. Uh, if I had a choice, I'd much rather be working on a brand new play. Mm. But I'll, I'll go where I have to go, to, you know, to feed my family. Ditto. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so at this point in your careers, you're still wondering where the next role <laughs> is, is coming? Yes. <laughs>
1: It's hard to believe, isn't it? I <laughs> well, collectively we've got about two or 3,000 years of Not just at this
4: point in your
1: careers, <laughs> but in your
0: careers.
1: Well, but you know, people often
4: ask, and I'm sure that you get asked this all the time, what's your favorite role? Mm-hmm. And I think the answer is the next one. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: but all of you, I think, have had roles created especially for you. No. Wow.
3: What, what? No. What's I don't think I ever had a role yeah. created for me.
0: Well, several of you have, yes? Mm-hmm. What's that experience like? It's fabulous.
1: Is it? Terrence McNally wrote three for me. It was this uh, Oh, right, really? Yeah. We've nice. worked together for years. It was great. And how
0: much do you get to...? If,
1: well, if you look at uh, um, Frankie and Johnny in the Claire de Lune, that's me. Mm. And there's a lot of stuff from my life that he put in there. Mm. And it's, uh, it's a little, at first, it's kind of hard if you play yourself, you know. Yeah, sure. Because there are things about me that I really don't like, but you <laughs> have to do it, you know. <laughs> it's a kind of a therapy thing. That's real good acting. <laughs> <laughs>
0: wow. Oh, boy. Easier to play a part that's like you no. or, or one that's, that's uh, a little different?
3: Well, nothing's like me. <laughs> and <laughs> probably the sure. others. No, because
2: no. uh, offstage, we're, we're nothing <laughs> like what we do mm. on stage. <laughs> Right. And besides that, we're not always the same.
1: Wow. Right. And
2: and uh, and the great fun is that there are m- a wide world of characters to play. That's part yeah. of the fun, wow. I think, visiting all the other humanities. You might. Uh,
4: you well one of the great thrills uh, in in my career was being able to do repertory, where you do one part in the oh afternoon and another part at oh night. You
1: lucky I duck! I love that. Uh, uh, yeah.
4: I, I, I know. Uh, you just finished doing Shylock and White Devil, was that in <laughs> Red? And Barabbas.
1: Uh, yeah, was that done, did you do those? We th- did them alternate nights, yes. That must have been it's wonderful. It's great.
4: You mean you gelder Always
1: refreshing yourself. No, it was the Marlowe's. You but know. when I was doing, for example, I was doing Amadeus so many years ago, I was also shooting Scarface at the same time. So I would fly from Prague to Hollywood. And it sounds like it's tough. See, it's, it was a snap, because one thing was like a vacation from the other. Mm.
0: Do you prefer, is there a difference between a classical role and working on a new play? Do you have a
4: I personally don't think so. I, I think that they are both they both require the same kind of concentration and work that you have to put in. You have to memorize the lines. You have to then figure out all the different ways or different permutations of doing what you're doing. And that's true whether it's a classic or a, cl- a contemporary play, I think. Mm-hmm. That's my
2: feeling. What do you think? How it applies to life as we all know it that's it, and when that basic thing is there in the classics as mm. well as in the things that are contemporary that's when uh, I, I don't know how to say it's it, it's not the same it's this, the work is the same although some of the expressions of it may be different yeah. the requirements may be different that's really the, the essential difference yeah.
1: right. if you have a meter if you have a, a rhyme scheme, you really have to be aware of it. You got you it. Have to, you have to pay uh, tribute to the author for that. And to understand that and make it work and at the same time make it acceptable to an audience, mm-hmm. that's the trick, I think. Mm-hmm. But when we say it's not this, it's the same basic thing, it's that you're looking for the truth. Yeah. That never changes. Right.
2: And the wonderful thing is to take a play which you've known forever and mm-hmm. try to look at it like the first time you've ever right. s- anybody's yeah. ever seen that play. Right. That kind of a way into it's it's brand new and we're going to touch it, approach it. Yes. yeah.
0: Have you gone back then to a, a classic role that you played before, and had the chance to 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 do it
1: again? I'm doing it now. I'm doing Shylock again after I guess three and a half years. That's very mm. and it's uh, it's richer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. good
3: to revisit.
1: I
4: did Hamlet three times. Oh. Mm. I did it uh, the first time in, in New Haven at the Long Theater, and then I came and did it in the park, and then did it in Los Angeles, and I, uh, I've done Lear twice now, and I'm hoping mm-hmm. to do it again. And I think it's true. I think the more you do it, the better you get, and the older you get, and the more you can invest with, you know, you have a different, a richer emotional palette to uh, sort of d- devote to what you're doing. Yeah.
3: Yeah, because really good roles you can work on forever. Mm. Mm. Ever. Mm. You know, and yes. some of the commercial things when, like you said, Broadway is in its heyday and I was going from one show to another. Yeah. I never wanted to work on anything more than four months because I thought I would get stale and i that was yeah. enough for me. Yeah. And then now when I did August I did it for 2 years and after the last performance I'm thinking those 2 scenes I haven't <laughs> got them yet you know so it it it, it depends on uh, the material really uh, if you have a character that you can endlessly find, mm. it's so exciting. I don't suppose anybody realizes we're doing it, but you just every night you find something new, and you
1: go, Whoa! And then when you do, you think it's so obvious. All
2: yeah. right.
3: <laughs> 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 is there a favorite role that you've had? Once? No, I feel like Stacy. I mean, my favorite, favorite role is, is the role—maybe the one I'm the playing now, or you know, the next yeah. one.
4: The one you're going to do tonight. Yeah, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah.
1: but
3: there were some wonderful challenges I think like Miss Margarita's Way, this play that a lot of people know me for uh, that's a classic actually it's done all over the world all the time
1: you were so um, good in that you were Mm. so outrageous <laughs> it'd drawer. be
3: exciting yeah. to go back and do that yeah but that's like you know that's different from acting that's right to the audience that approaches being stand-up which I always wondered why I didn't do
2: <laughs> except
3: <laughs> I like to be more than funny mm. I like yeah. to have another character and no. be funny and deep at once that's a great great challenge Which I kind of have now in David Lindsay Bears play which surprised me I don't know his work at all and I'm just Wow. I just found a whole new thing last night. And everybody says, "Wow, that's exciting." I love that. Mm-hmm. You were saying
0: at one point you were talking about um, laughter from 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 the audience and you always hear um comedy is is hard. Do you have a preference and, and what is it about comedy that uh,
4: Well, I think the sound of laughter is is very purgative, for, you know. It's very It's hard to be in a bad mood when you're laughing.
3: Yeah. It's like being in heaven to 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 hear them laugh like that. But is it harder to do? You don't think it's harder?
1: I think either you have a talent for it or you don't.
3: Yeah, that's the truth. That's the truth.
1: But the thing (laughs) I like about comedy, which I'd much prefer doing all the time, is that uh, there's no guesswork. Mm. You know when it works. (laughs) That's (laughs) true. Oh, that's true, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh,
4: and it's interesting what what creates the situation to get that laugh. You know, I mean, whether mm-hmm. or not it's timing, sometimes it's tone. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you hit it a little too hard or not hard enough, and you know, and it's hard to know what it is. And it's sometimes it's the audience too. They're just mm-hmm. in a funky mood and they're not going <laughs> to laugh at anything. And it's like show me. You know? <laughs> I'm not
3: it. And sometimes it's the other actors if they the don't time. give you the lead up mm-hmm. right. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. dead.
4: That's <laughs> right. Nothing yeah. to the do with you. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. think
3: it's harder than drama. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people can just go out and do dramas, but if you don't have a comic sense, you just don't have it, and you can't really find it. Mm. You can't really develop it. If you don't have timing, you don't have timing. And timing is everything in life. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> that's a line from one of my plays. Uh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, I imagine that, at this point, that you don't audition.
4: No, 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 I do. I do too. No, no. Do no. you? Absolutely.
3: Well, everybody's so young in my case. I started late anyway, so I'm so old, so everybody is so young, half of them don't know who I am. No, that's not true, <laughs> but uh, I did audition for August, and I like to audition partly because I'm never sure whether I want to do something. Not never, but sometimes you think, do I want to do this? Don't I want to do this? But if you go in, you work with the director, you say some of it out loud, sometimes you say, no, I don't really want to do this if you don't need the money <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> right, right, right. so i uh I do audition I won't say it's easy. I won't say anything is easier than anything. I mean I uh, this year it's like I'm a beginning actor again, and it's funny every part in the theater that you know you have to rehearse and develop them, and it's like I'm right at square one, I can't say. Well, uh-huh. when you're older, you'll start at uh, square uh, seven, uh, because <laughs> you don't. You go right back that to the that m- first job you ever had, and you're thinking, oh, will I ever get this? Oh, is this right? And you feel like a baby again. I find that very hard mm. to be so kind of developed and yet have to really feel like a baby when you start every new job. Yeah. Mm. That's really.
1: She's, I, I absolutely agree with her. It's hard to believe, after all this experience and great success and blah blah blah, that you have to, t- you know, introduce yourself to the business again.
5: Right. Which
1: is okay. It renews you. Mm, you know. it I'll say. But it's uh, what was it that um, Snooky, baby Snooks? What was who was that? Who was baby Snooks? Um, Fanny Bryce. Fanny, Fanny Bryce. Bryce, right. She had this one at one point in her life. It was like a disaster show, whatever it was, and somebody said to her. It's really hard to bounce back isn't mm. it that's what it is the resilience is uh, it's not as easy now as it was when I was 20 yeah, no. 200 oh, years s- ago in
2: some ways though I mean yeah. having done it many times that's true and maybe there's a way in which the painfulness of it mm. sometimes is is lesser yeah. when you're very experienced it oh. bouncing I, right. yeah that's and
3: you yeah. know it's gonna come out all right which you don't in the beginning. Yeah. But, but always when we're starting, like this play, we're in previews now, and I think, okay, in a month or two, I'm really going to love coming out here. I'm really going to know okay. some partly what I'm doing. I'm going to know my lines or feel like... Of course, I know them, but, you know, I don't... They're not like, you know? Yes. So yeah. you say, okay, it's
2: going to be okay. Yeah. Don't I love that. I love rehearsal, though. Oh, I love yeah. that Do process. you really? Oh, I really do, where... You don't know, and you keep going a little farther. You keep finding out, and mm-hmm. you don't mm-hmm. have it, and you're not responsible for the whole thing because you're just building it. Right. And I love that. Mm-hmm. I do. I do too. I really do. Yeah. I don't. Uh, oh. No.
3: Well, you know, it depends on the director and the writer. Yeah. If they're going to look at you in rehearsal and start changing things because they think you can't do them, this is not an issue of mine particularly. But somebody in our show was talking about it the other day. You know, it depends on what that rehearsal situation is. Could Julie Harris who I did, I don't know, two or three shows with. And she would, like, cry when rehearsal was over because she loved rehearsal. So <laughs> mm. so when we were rehearsing, I thought, boy, I'm not like that at all. I'm usually, get those people out of there. Give me the audience, and then I'll know what's really true. Uh-huh.
1: She's saying this, but she directed me in Macbeth, and oh, she I let me have did. my head. We had, man, I had a great time. <laughs> <comedy. laughs> uh, She's full of beans. <laughs> <laughs> so that was
3: directing. That's uh, mm. easier than acting <laughs> by a long shot, don't you Is think it? so? I think so. Don't you think so?
4: Well, y- yes and no. I think yeah, it depends on the circumstances. I think if you're working with an actor like this gentleman, uh, you know, and, and you're working on a play and like that, and uh, and you have good chemistry, I think you know, then directing is fun. I've the things that a few things that I've directed, I've enjoyed, but I prefer acting.
3: Yeah, mm. I do.
4: I do. I really. do. Me too. Do. And I, going back to the audition process, I think. It, your adjustment is a great one, because I think a lot of times when actors, they, they get their ego gets in the way, and they say, well, they should know better, they know that I can do No, That's yeah. not the case. It's, an, it's often a matter of chemistry. It's not about your talent mm. or your ability. Mm. It's about how you're going to work well with somebody else. And I think the emotional adjustment that works for me when I do an audition is, is that they don't know it, but I'm auditioning them. That's I'm actually, you know, whether or not I want to do that project or not. I think it's... It's psychologically, it's a lot more secure. It makes you, you know, it doesn't, you don't lose that essential ingredient called confidence. Mm. Yeah.
2: Besides, it's true. When I think as we go along, I came to that some time ago, that it's not just, here I am s- submitting to you. It's, who are you? I remember one time in, um, you know, when you go to casting offices some years ago and, and they would take your picture and then they would, and I mm. thought, I should have my Polaroid along. I want to take your picture. I'm not going to remember <laughs> you. I don't remember very well. I'm not going to remember these casting directors and you know these people sitting in the chairs because I you know I got to see whether you're okay with me, not just whether I'm okay with you. And it certainly didn't occur to me when I was beginning, but <laughs> it occurs to me later. And it, it you're, you're right, it's not going in with a, an attitude. It's, right. Right. it's just. Uh, What's this really all about, anyway? <laughs> yeah.
1: That speaks to uh, why we've lasted. We particularly have lasted as long as we have because we just simply have absorbed these things and learned them yeah. from them. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Not, not everyone can do that. They can't take it and they yeah. drop out.
2: I guess you're sure. right. Yes, that's true. Yes.
4: The ability to withstand with rejection is something I think all of us you you, you, do, you develop some kind of some mechanism that allows you to keep going and survive. Uh-huh.
0: What do you think it is?
4: Well, uh I guess it's obsession with what with, with your work, I yes. mean just being totally committed to being creative and expressive and in in terms of behavior and uh, which is what we and do.
3: I, I think uh yeah, I think uh Tennessee was right about it. I mean it's it's kind of unconscious. I think that um, I I would assume these people are going to agree with me now, but maybe they won't. But I think you have to do it. I think uh, uh, you have to go on. I mean, rejection hurts. And it hurts a lot. And I think as you get older and you know you're good, and you know it's because somebody else fit better, but you maybe want the job more or Mm. for whatever reason. But I think there's something deep there in the unconscious that you just... uh, you have to go on. You don't even say, shall I go on? Shall I go on? You know you have to go on. Yeah, there's because there's no people choice. come when you get older like, and say, oh, my kid wants to be in the theater. What shall I do? And uh, the fact is, let him or her do it. Yeah. Because they're either going to go on or they're not. And, and it's almost something that's much deeper than talking about it. You know Tennessee said, like, it's in your blood. And if you don't do it, you destroy yourself if you really have a gift you know
0: was there ever a point for any of you when you weren't sure if you were going to go on
3: not with me i didn't really get to act till i was over 30 because i just i'm from new england you didn't do those things you know (laughs) so uh no because i had no money i had two kids to support it never occurred to me not to just keep trying to find a job or thinking what else could i do to make a living while i'm looking and i never could even find that <laughs> i just had to keep looking
1: <laughs> there was a time when i didn't uh, <coughs> early on uh, it was almost a year that i i didn't work and i was really i was pretty desperate you begin to question at least of i did then could. whether or not i had the, any talent at all yeah, it was really we, we yeah but the,
3: you still right. do that don't you
2: yeah
1: Well, once in a while, no, no. Once in a while, she's right. That wonderful (laughs) story about Ralph Richardson. At one point in his successful career, he was on stage early, looking under some couches, looking under some cushions, and the stage manager said, "What are you doing?" He says, "I can't seem to find my talent." (laughs) 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 I think we've all been there. (laughs) That's the
3: beauty of it, really. (laughs) Really, that feeling—can I really do it?
1: Yeah.
2: Well, we do have having. Hung on this long, we do have within us the experience that yeah we did it a long time. Yeah. so it's not like oh, I mean everybody right. thinks oh God maybe never again, but you know that alters a little with as the years
4: I had pile great, up. Yeah, they do it does. I had great success with with a Hamlet here in in New York, and I thought oh that's it because as a young actor that's what I, I thought that's what I that was, a, and when that happened and. I mean, the phone didn't <laughs> ring. I, nothing, <laughs> nobody wanted me for <laughs> anything, and I thought, what? What's going on? Uh. Here? You know, I remember an agent saying, you know, we're not casting King Lear this week. You know, and nobody cares, Stacy. Get real. You can get your nose dirty. Come out here and, and join the crowd. And I, I it bothered me. It mm. bothered me terribly. And as a result, I started doing a. a, a you know, a, I spent a year doing a. a, a a law school, a, a mail-order law school course from LaSalle Law
3: School. <laughs> 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 Good for get, you.
4: Then I got a job, then I got a
3: job. <laughs> but that's the trouble with classics, isn't <laughs> it? I mean, <laughs> I went yeah. to Hollywood with Lenya with Three Penny Opera. Yeah. And I played Mrs. Peach when I was 30. I was quite attractive, I like to think, and long blonde hair. And I, you know, had a fright wig and a fat suit and all that. <laughs> and my agent came up to me, I swear, from William mm-hmm. Morrison said, well, you probably get Marjorie Main parts out here uh, okay. now. Nobody knows who Marjorie Main is, <laughs> except maybe you people. But she was this plain, ugly, monotonous voice, uh, playing housekeepers all the time. You know, small parts. And I, so they just don't see beyond what you're doing. But I think classics, they think, oh, that's fantastic, but they never think. Oh, he'd be good as such and such, right? Because it's mm-hmm. so
4: big. Well, it's a different sensibility here in England. It's not the case. No, in, no. In England. I mean, if you play the, you know, the classics, you you know, that's uh, you, you have to play the classics you do. in order to you be do. considered any kind of, you know. Yeah.
3: Actor.
0: How are the rules now uh, in terms of variety as you've grown older?
2: Are there still the juicy roles out there? I've been lucky that way. I really have. I I, I haven't. <laughs> been stuck in one kind of uh, character which is just a delight
4: yeah.
2: <laughs> i mean i i think in a way i certainly have gone through it and i hear other people talk about it you sort of go through you know you st- i i was a, a daughter this is especially true with like commercial things like television shows you're a daughter and then you're a young mother and then okay. you're you're then you're you know then you're a a wife and a young mother, and then you're the old, and then fl- Now I'm the grandmother. But <laughs> where, where fortunately, I haven't only been senile grandmothers, Or although that, that's a big subject these days. There's so much, you know, right. that uh, at one point I remember thinking, all the plays I've been given for play readings, which is something we do a lot. Yes, yeah. Um, I think, no, not yet. They're, they are all losing it i got plenty of years for that. I'm not going to start doing that yet. <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: I do all kinds of things. I played 100 years old twice. Now I'm playing the last uh, three jobs playing people in their 60s. But I did play 100 years old. That was kind of interesting. And Grace and Glory and uh, Michael Christopher's play, Shadow Box, played mm. the old lady dying of cancer. I get all kinds of crazy roles, but not a lot and not often, but I do make an effort now, just it's a personal thing I think, to look sexy because this idea of old ladies over the hill, grandmother I think never mind, these ladies are old, but I'm still looking I'm still in the market and so I've got kind of a new mm. I never had any kind of thing like that, but I've got it
2: now <laughs> you know, it's, but
3: that,
1: that, uh, that really speaks to a <laughs> A common human problem. People really want to put you in a box. They really don't want oh, yeah, to have to think do. and figure out who you yeah. are. They yeah. see something, they think, oh, that's who that is. Yeah. And uh, my, I did the, the Ritz a long time ago, and I played this outrageously, very out gay man. I mean... In the days when it was frowned upon, I was only offered gay roles for a year. Yeah, yes. I mean, I was known as a homosexual. You know, okay, he has a family, and you know that doesn't mean anything. He's actually Uh because they they don't want to think. They don't want to think that's acting, that's talent, that's, and that's what's to drive me up the wall. I'm an actor. You know, used to be like shouting, I can do something. And they say, Yeah, yeah, shut up. You're gay and that's that, you know. (laughs)
3: But also it's a great compliment that people can't see beyond the role. I mean, it really is. It's not (laughs) helpful. But But it's (laughs) a great compliment when people see what you're doing so strongly as that thing. Now you've all had great success
0: in movies and in television, and yet you keep coming back to the stage. Absolutely. Why?
1: There's nothing between you and the truth. Nothing between you and them. Mm. It's a, it's a, it's a search without any kind of editing or cutting or anything like that. It's right now, baby, and, and you find you, out about yourself. Yeah, and
2: you build it. You know, you build it over time. You right. don't just, it's not just skimming the cream off. And now you're on camera for three minutes. You, build yeah. the role, and it's yours
1: <coughs> more than, more than. And also, it's a time. It's a time is money in this business, as you know. It's very expensive. And what they want to do is stick to their schedule. That's the first thing on their minds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're going to tell you always, "You were great." I mean, it's <laughs> not true. You can't be great all the time. But mm-hmm. that's that's a common expression. Right. So you have to go. I don't think you can be called a great actor unless you, you do some stage work and do classical stage work. That's that's greatness. Measuring yourself against the greatest roles ever written, against the greatest actors who've ever acted them. <laughs> There's a thing about. One of the reasons I came to New York, I'm from Texas and I went to L.A. first, and, and I, my debut was in L.A., and I found out I didn't want to be that, um, in that scene. Mm-hmm. So I came to New York to study with Uta Hagen, this was a long time ago, 65. Uh, and um, there was a joke at the time. What is the difference between a California ad- actor and a New York actor? Um, the uh, New York actor will say, I just ran into Stacy Keach, I think he's a wonderful actor. The L.A. actor will say, "I just ran into Stacy Keach. He thinks I'm a wonderful." actor. <laughs> 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 that's funny. The thing about oh, that is, crazy. over the years since <laughs> 60... that thing has changed now, and that meant that that attitude, I think, is infecting the New York scene, okay. and I think we can see it evidenced in uh, the the uh, uh, all the television people and movie people who have decided suddenly. Well, I think I'm going to act on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, isn't that funny? That has nothing to do with reality. I mean, they put microphones on them; they, they don't have to worry about their voice, and, then, and they don't even have to be any good, and they're still successful. Mm. Mm. And th- some of them are pretty bad, and they're successful. So uh,
2: successful means that people buy tickets. To buy
1: tickets. It. I yeah. mean, yeah. That kind of success. That, that
2: kind of success.
3: But it's a great artistic challenge, I mean, to entertain 500 or 1,000 or as many as 2,000 on our tour for three hours, two hours, or three hours. This is a huge artistic challenge. I mean, the discipline mm-hmm. to do it eight times a week. I know after I did a movie, because I'm not so interested in that, but you have to do it for money sometimes. And I came back to the stage, I thought, whoa! You've got to show up on time, <laughs> and nobody's telling you you're great, and the stage <laughs> manager's like pushing you around. But it's a, it's a huge artistic challenge, I find, particularly now that the theater is, aside from Broadway, becoming more and more an art form, more and more real, you know, classics are done now around, look at all the Shakespeare in the paper today, which you didn't read, but all the Shakespeare that's being done just in New York between now and August is incredible. And so uh I'm well w- when I was 6 I made my commitment to the theater because I I have uh I have a gift and I have um physical abilities that everybody doesn't have some people simply don't have big voices mm. you know can't use themselves like I can't sing opera which I never quite can understand why I can't but obviously you have a real gift to be in the theater and and uh it's just a totally different thing. I don't call people who do movies and TV, excuse me, friends. I don't even call them actors, because uh, if, you, if you look at a movie and look at, uh, for instance, Marlene Dietrich, when she's with a great director, she looks like a legend. When she's with a Hollywood director, she looks like another beautiful Hollywood woman. You, know, you realize it's not in your grasp, like they said. Here, you go out there, and you've got these people to entertain. And you either have got the stuff for it or not. And Broadway aside, I mean, these people come occasionally do a play. Mm.
1: Lois, kind of what silly. would you like to see happen, Lois, if you had it? See happen. If you, if you had happened. your druthers in the theater now.
2: Well, I guess what I love, I'd like to see more of it, which is the th- the kind of uh, working together and making enough money that it's hmm. c- conceivable, and that's. Mm. Ongoing. I've, I've I've never had the experience you did with repertory. I've, I've always thought, yeah, that what, well, that's it. And you had some of it too. I have not had it. You know, I've I've been in companies where we did one play after another, <coughs>
1: mm-hmm. but
2: never, uh, never the uh, oh,
1: okay. national theater would be nice.
2: In Philadelphia, you didn't do any rep. At no, we all? didn't do rep. We theater did one after uh, you and I played Folk yeah. together in the. Uh-huh. In
3: you did the 60s, wonderful parts. And there. Yes,
2: I did. That was a three. I had three seasons of a. A, uh, at, uh, just at the time, it was in the early 60s when it was mm-hmm. bursting all over the country, yeah. new theaters, you know, new regional theaters. And I, I sometimes seemed to me they all had the same problems. They all tried their best to have the artistic director work well with the city and the company. And the and it was they were all having, uh, we did, we had crazy time. But it was so exciting as well. And we were doing wonderful plays one mm. after another. Lots mm. of fun, mm. but uh, hard, hard. And of course, now there's... Now they're big institutions, many of them, and they have the same problems and different problems, mm. but at least they exist around mm. around the country. And
3: but I think they're a major disappointment, don't you, in that they don't stick to an artistic or a classical. I don't want to say classical, but an artistic repertoire. They're all looking to do musicals that so will then come no, to Broadway not. and stay No, they're not. I think theater. they're trying
2: hard to do all You do? Different ones are trying to She's do... So positive. You know. <laughs> yeah. No, really, yeah. they're... they're I think it's really rough, and I think it's. A director once said to me, "Well, there's a really only this is not actors, this is a director. There's about three ways, if you're going to make a living. This is an established person, been around a long time. You're an artistic director, you get a really good salary. You 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 know you teach, which many do, many of us in all the aspects of the theater do that, and uh, or you have a." really hit Broadway musical or two and then the money just keeps rolling in. <laughs> or a nice well, sugar daddy. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't mention that. But, uh, <laughs> That's what but, I but, you know, But that, that is, that was the truth. I mean, this is, you know, we're talking about with a family and a life and a—you know—not uh. you know, at a certain point you don't scrounge around with roommates and sleep on the couch any longer and it takes a living to do that. It's hard to come by.
4: Yeah. In the theater, we have we in all the we have to. I, I'm sure this is collectively we have to, to act in the theater. It's hmm. just it's something we have to do. It's just part of our of our nature. Did you? And in order to do that, I think we have to. There's certain things you, you know, certain compromises and sacrifices hmm. you have to make in other areas. I mean, you know, we do a few bad movies there now and then, or you know, or, you know, if you're lucky enough to get a commercial or something like that, you know. In order to sustain that, particularly if you have kids and they're in college, I mean you, you know. But to give it up would be I would rather I mean there's I just can't even I could never conceive of even,
1: you know, going there.
0: Did you feel comfortable on the stage instantly?
1: Mm-hmm. The first time, the minute I stepped on stage.
2: Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. And Amazing. Exactly I was shy
2: yeah. and too, but
1: and over, yeah, it that's comes different. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. So it was I was just like too. home. You just that's right. just like yeah. home. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
3: I I don't like my home, but uh, (laughs) I felt a certain power. Uh When I started as a singer for musicals, and I would go and listen to the other people sing, and I would think I sing much better than that. And when I would step out there, I would feel this, yeah, I guess you would call like home in the ideal sense. You feel I belong here, I can do this, and don't tell me I can't, you know? Mm
4: -hmm. That's the kind of attitude. Yeah,
2: that's an ideal
3: home, yes.
4: Mm -hmm.
2: Yes, yes I would rather a work a connection than a connection with your fellows with your audience it's uh, mm. it's just
1: is it nice, something as romantic nice as love? Hmm? Is it like falling in love? No. No. Not like that. Well, <laughs> bigger. I, I'm pretty much in love with it.
2: Yeah, I love that it it's true. I remember when I first went to Steppenwolf uh, and I fell in love, I fell in love with that company. Uh, mm. And I hung around, I was lucky enough to get to do a lovely role right away, and f- we had we went through a wonderful journey together, The Grapes of Wrath, and That's then great. and then uh, I hung fabulous. around and then I became a member of the company. And I still, I don't live in the same city, I don't get to work there very often, or and, and sometimes don't choose to work there when I could, but I am in love with them, mm-hmm. and I am in love with it's one of the things we get to do. I think mm. is be in love with our situation and our people around us, mm-hmm. and uh, it it's amazing sometimes that it go. You know, you you see you're in a play, you see the same people every day, intimately, for whatever it is, six weeks, six months, mm-hmm. wh- and then it closes, mm. and you start again, and you don't see those people every day anymore. It's really weird, mm-hmm. but.
4: We do, we develop families from yeah. one project to another and then we move on.
2: Yeah.
4: And hopefully And
2: and yet they are still all part of our part larger of our lives. Lives, you know. Stacy and I worked together f forty years ago, I think you something said. Something like that. I think <laughs> you and I worked together something like at least maybe forty, maybe fifty. And it was for the year. We did peer again. Oh my gosh, that
3: was in the late sixties. You did peer again
4: together? Yeah. Well,
3: I oh, played his I mother, can you believe oh, it? And then,
4: we did a, and then we did Joe Heller's play. We yeah, bombed we bombed in New Haven. And we did.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, that was great. No, this they brought that
3: to New York.
1: The thing about the family. Not with me basic. either. Uh, yeah. they, they it's true, that family, but it's also true that as soon as the play's is over, they disperse. But in some instances, you, you maintain friendship. Absolutely. Right. 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 Uh, yeah. The um, uh, Midsummer Night's Dream, 25 years ago, for Joe. Yeah, yeah. Joe. yeah. The mechanicals, six men, have remained friends over twenty-five years. Very rare, but we were were that close.
3: But I want to ask something. Do you think? uh, How do you think um, acting style, if that's the word? How do you think acting has changed between people that you work with now, like in their twenties, or even thirties or forties? Or whatever. How it? How acting has changed? How the approach to? working in the theater has changed for those people as one actor to another.
4: I think I, I think there has been a change. I think there has been a change and I think a lot of it has to do with reality shows. In the sense that r- real people have become figments of, you know, our focus mm-hmm. in terms of television. So we're competing with real people even more today and I think that that the demands and the obligations to be more truthful within yourself have gotten greater. <coughs> You know, I've often said that we should get rid of the word actor. We should be beers or (laughs) (laughs) isers. Yeah, beers. Isers, isers, (laughs) you know. Because acting is something we don't want to, we don't want to, you know, I mean, like Spencer Tracy said, you know, acting is, a. you're only, uh, if you're, uh, acting and being a thief are very similar. You're only good if you don't get caught.
3: Mm. That's nice, that's nice.
4: And I think that's true. I mean, we have to be, uh, the, the, the demands on our, on being truthful and expressing ourselves in a variety of different ways, not just in a monotonic fashion, I think. It I wonder really if
2: you're right. I can't, I don't, I've never seen a reality show. I don't think so. I'm not oh, sure what it you're talking of, about. Yeah, yeah,
1: go yeah. ahead. Give there it a go. shot. It's <laughs> awful. It's just awful. But, uh, <laughs> but I have people who tell me thing it's wonderful. Uh, about uh, yeah. uh, the kind of acting, it really, really depends on who you're with. I did yeah. a reading not too long ago. A friend that wrote a play, and, and the guy, these actors came in, young actors. They looked like they were very intense. And one of them had a passage from Hamlet, and I swear he had never read the, the play. And mm-hmm. he's a professional actor. Right. He came across quietus, and he didn't know how to pronounce it. But, right. but that's the point is, the company I'm with now, isn't that amazing? amazing? Yeah. Yeah. The company I'm with now in, in the, 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 the Merchant of Venice, by the ninth day of the rehearsal, everybody was off book. We were a day mm-hmm. ahead of schedule. These people are so good and so yeah. dedicated and, and serious. Mm-hmm. It was a treat, it was a thrill. I don't know if there have always been a nucleus of actors who are serious and always ready to work, or if this is a new crop who is dedicating itself to, to real acting and classical work and, and great work uh, in preparation for, I hope, new plays that are being written. That's yeah. what I look forward to. I look yeah. for more of a presence from, even stronger presence from women as directors, as producers, as writers. I think that's the only way women are going to have good parts written for them, aside from the fact that Shakespeare wrote great women's parts, but A not few. many of them. That, <laughs> but that's, I think, our salvation. I'd like to see it happen in politics, too, because mm-hmm. the men have sure screwed it up. And I mean it.
0: <laughs> mm. Now, you, you, you raise the question, how have you found the younger actors?
3: Of I, I, uh, course, I've been at the actors' studio, and I, 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 but I, I find them uh, full of confidence and not searching. Mm -hmm. I find them willing to say lines uh, as if they mean it and I know they don't Mm. Uh, and Lois knows they don't and you guys know they don't Mm. but they say it very successfully I find there's a kind of um, when I started you know you were so humble you looked at the greats in the theater and you thought oh wow I don't find that with young people now. They come out of uh, training programs, which is what everybody does, and that's okay. But they come out with the kind of confidence that they are now, diplomat actors, Mm -hmm. with a sense of themselves as um, good, (laughs) rather than uh, what I felt, and all, like Jackie Lem and other people that I kinda grew up with in the theater, um, felt, oh, are we gonna, you know, a humility (laughs) that I think is totally and completely lacking with everybody I work with who's young. Not totally and completely, but the, the general run of people are not searching their material. I'm talking commercially now. But the way we did when I did Julie Harris, you you know all of us who were around working in the theater. It's hard to
1: argue with them because they look around, they see the great money and success of these people on television that that have no talent, and they think, what the hell? Why should I pour all my work into something that? Yeah, but I don't they, have they do, to a do a
3: play. And you know, for six months, you hear somebody saying a line. You know that person doesn't know what it means, <laughs> and you're wondering <laughs> oh, yourself yeah. what it could mean. Yeah. And that, that's the kind of line that I think all of us look for yeah. in rehearsal, and you see that, and you don't want to cut because mm-hmm. you know when you get that, mm. your your character is going to open a new door. Isn't that true? Yeah. Don't yeah, you yeah, have yeah, that yeah. in yeah. rehearsal? Yeah, true. Yeah. You know, and I don't I don't see these uh, younger people finding those wondering about those things, wondering what they can bring. They're going to bring their thing, because and and they've been trained in a different way. I don't know, maybe you guys went to school, you're younger than me, but I worked in a community theater, and then I went into the theater. So I bring a great humility in terms of the playwright and, and, and where I can go.
1: Come to one of our rehearsals.
3: Yeah, well, okay, but you're doing uh, Shakespeare.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I'm talking about what I think it applies there, too, frankly. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't find, and then I think it's because I'm at the studio that I'm trying to look for a deeper truth here. You know, I just... Uh,
2: mm-hmm. What's been your experience? I, I'm puzzling over what, what Estelle is saying because I, I guess I don't, maybe I just don't know. I haven't had any, many... Bad experiences with people who young people who I I, I don't think think I, they don't care enough. Um, I guess I I'm not terribly well informed on it, but I think I mostly feel that there are always, as Mary said, a nucleus of those who come up and are dedicated and and probably many who aren't or who <laughs> says don't really know what they're saying when they say a line. Mm, do I, they
0: fall by the wayside
3: then? I mean some
0: Aries? of them become very famous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well our
1: profession is they fun. deliver yeah.
3: they deliver a performance yeah. but uh, maybe they don't have the audiences we used to have. They deliver a performance and the uh, audience likes it and sometimes the critics do, but very often they don't even mention the act.
2: They're also very much more likely to be able to sing. Dance, uh, project, well, that I'm not too sure mm. about. Mm. Um, do acrobatics, pr- probably uh, mime and clown, because they have had so m- many, uh, uh, so much training. And many times that seems, wow, how great, especially the ones who are able to take it all in and use it. And uh, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. It seems, it's a thing. It's way, it's a way, it and does. they
3: don't care about the audience. And that really breaks my heart because I think we have to think about them all the time. It's Actually, not only
2: young people. My goodness, I have no <laughs> characters. Of. My, my colleagues who, who, who I can't understand it, and it's common. You know, that audience, they hate them. They hate them if they don't respond right, mm. if they don't get up and applaud when they want to. This isn't kids. This is, and I think, what some of the people I love and think of the most wonderful actors, and I think, where does that come from? but it's not uncommon. I, I don't find that with... Maybe kids feel that way, I don't know, I don't know.
4: Well, we measure the audience. I mean, uh, every night when we, we come off stage in other desert cities, we, we say they were a nine or of a 10. Course, or of or course,
2: of course you, <laughs> you
4: know.
2: comment, but the kind of... Uh, no,
1: but you don't take issue. Uh, <laughs> no. Has
2: directing changed?
3: is that
0: part oh, of
1: yes. it? Oh yes. How is yeah. directing Absolutely. changed? Totally. It's become more conceptual and less a communication <laughs> exactly. with the actor. Oh right? yeah. Exactly. It's ridiculous.
3: It's true. It's true. Oh, it's totally. Oh yeah. <laughs> Explain a little bit what
0: do you Well, what do you
4: I think? you know, the best directors I uh, from, from my, in my experience have, have been actors or at least they've had experience of acting because they understand the process or a little something about the process. But today you get directors who have, they, they, I mean, they they they're more like architects, mm-hmm. you know, conceptual architects, and they build a play on the basis of maybe some visual ideas. But behavior is not something that they have any idea of how to help an actor with, or mold, or or shape, or send it in the direction. Behavior is the least priority, and that's a, that's a shame. I think mm-hmm. it wasn't that way when I started.
0: Has that been a common experience, or anything? oh
3: yeah.
1: I did a yeah. very famous production of Waiting for Godot with two of the most famous comic actors in the world, Steve Martin and Robin Williams. Bill Irwin, Irwin was in it, I was in it, and uh, it was by, directed by Mike Nichols and uh, uh, Lucas Haas was in it. But uh, on the flyer, there was a picture of the two guys in, in silhouette, and everybody on that t- flyer who was listed, was, uh, it was the director, it was the producers, but there were no actors name, mentioned at all. And we're talking about two very famous men. Now, if that's what they expect, that's what they can do to an actor, then that shows you where people, how they feel about actors. I think that sincerely. There was a production of Miss Margarita's Way once, long after you had had made it famous. And it's a one-character play, and the actress wasn't mentioned.
2: (laughs) This is Mm. truly common. This is true Mm. around the country. It's the writer and the director and there aren't any actors mentioned in the flyers in the ads it's What do you have terrible. If you an actor up there? Yeah. yeah.
1: You've got nothing. Yeah. It's the one element you cannot do without. Yeah. <laughs> I mean you don't even need a playwright actually. You just get a bunch of actors together and you can improvise something. Mhm. And yet it's th- they're always in the toilet. Am I angry? <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a true thing and yeah. it is
2: ununderstandable un- as far as I'm concerned. I don't get it. And it's true that they don't
3: know the process or care about it.
1: Right. There's a good reason, by the uh, you mentioned that uh, the best directors have been actors. I mean, Kazan, it, it was his stuff is too consistent not to, to uh, give him credit for being a great director, mm-hmm. as much as you may not like, like his politics. It's a corporate mentality. Yeah, a yeah. Corporate mentality. Unfortunately,
4: theaters and boards of directors who control theaters have, you know, it's a corporate entity. It's no longer, the artist is no longer present in any way, shape, or form in most situations like that. Mm. That's one of the reasons why regional theaters that have great artistic directors, you know, compel us to want to work with them. Mm. Because, uh, like, Steppenwolf, and and the Hartford Stage Company, and the Washington Shakespeare Company, and, uh, you know, there are others. But, because those are, there's still an artistic element that exists there, and it's Mm. not just Money and another thing that bothers me terribly are ticket prices. Mm. The ticket ticket prices for for an off Broadway show are it's eighty five bucks now. Now, what Uh. what kid can afford that? So all of the young people are, 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 Uh. you know. And I keep saying, can we have one day we just devote to you know student discount and let the kids come in
1: and see us? Yeah. Then they're the best audiences.
4: Best, and and it's the future. And I mean, um, unfortunately, I think you know we're 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 were catering to a geriatric generation.
0: How much did seeing uh, performances, seeing uh, actors when you were coming along and developing and training, how much did that influence uh, um, matter to you, the ability to see? Uh, Tremendous.
1: Well, it, 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 with Actors' Equity, when I first came to New York, there was a policy whereby the theaters who weren't selling too many tickets would, would uh, give free tickets to, to the actors to come and see. You could see anything. It was great. It was important, too, to see what was going on, to see what was selling, what was happening. And uh, as you say, if you have an audience who doesn't, is not able, can't afford to see or decide for themselves what's good, they can afford one or two shows a year, then they're going to be very careful about spending that money and they're going to take critics' word. For what they should see, and that's not always a good idea. Unless, no. of course, they give us good reviews, then of course they're <laughs>
4: yeah. very good. Then of course, <laughs> yeah. but to spend, you know, for uh, you know, like a fam- uh, a family event, four mm. people want to go to the, see a Broadway show. Yeah. It, it's you know, that's it, it could be as much between five and six hundred dollars. You pay for the babysitter and dinner. You pay, you're paying you're out a thousand bucks. Who mm. can afford that? Mm.
1: But that whole thing's infecting so much of our country. It's really? like baseball. is like a Sports, Three, hundred Sports hundred. as well, yeah. It's not just the theater. Yeah.
0: It's true. You've talked about, you know, not being able to imagine yourselves doing anything else. Was there a moment in your each of your careers where you felt comfortable coming on stage, but where you thought, okay, I've got it? Not what the critics said, not but when you knew yourself, I've got it. When was that? For you?
2: For me, it's occasional moments, and that's not on right. it. Right, I mean, there right, have been right. a certain performance that I, that I still remember. I mean, maybe they weren't even, you know, one, one was at Hartford no. Stage. It was just something about. The work on it, everybody's work, my, and I knew I'd gotten a long way. Get, and, and then, yeah. that's wonder, it's a wonderful feeling when you know, and Lestelle was describing how it is in a moment in rehearsal, <gasps> you got it, you didn't know you were going to. It's great, but I, I think that's not what you were asking about, is there you know, for all time now, this is a difference between well, maybe then there and now. maybe now. That has not happened to me at maybe all.
0: Maybe there isn't. Maybe it's yeah. a series of moments, or, or is there well, a Well, I was th-
3: in uh, community theater when I was a kid, and when I was uh, probably uh, 11 or 13, I played this, uh, play, the Bird's Christmas Carol, which it was about a little girl in a wheelchair. And
4: I played Mr. Bird in that You mean, did? I did. I love that <laughs> Go ahead, I'm sorry. Go ahead. And I
3: died at the end. But... Um, I think that was when I knew I was in the right place because mm-hmm. I could hear the pocketbooks open <laughs> and sniffling. Yeah. And, of course, I could hear them laugh. So that was like, for me, okay, I know what I can do with people. Right. You know, if I have the right material, I know, I know what this is and I know I can deliver it. So that was like knowing I belong there. But I think what's most important in my professional life has been that from the very first play I did, Happy Hunting with Ethel Merman, with Lindsay and Krauss, I think it is that the people who are doing it are encouraging. Like Krauss came up to me and said, oh, you're going to have a wonderful career. Mm-hmm. And then they took blinds away from somebody else and gave them to me. And, and all along mm-hmm. the way, and even now, where, where the director's happy with your work, or you can see the playwright is so glad you're there.
1: Or oh, your fellow actors are delighted. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> <laughs> no?
3: I haven't had that. Oh, get <laughs> <got laughs> out of
1: here. I don't
5: believe you.
3: But I think those people who you respect and care about, and when they they, right. they encourage you, you know, they don't say you're great or anything maybe, but they encourage you, mm. that means the world to me when when people I respect encourage me.
4: Positive energy is an important... <laughs> yeah. It's very important for us. We need that. Mm-hmm. I've often said... That, that the worst directions are directions that come that begin with "don't."
3: Oh, you know, terrible! Don't yeah. do
4: that there. You don't do this. Don't. <laughs> and I said, you know, just tell me to do. I'll do. But don't tell me to don't.
3: <laughs> but how about when the other actor says, "Are you really going to do that there?"
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Let me uh, ask you. Our, our our time is sort of coming to an end, and I, uh, I wanted to ask, what piece of advice would you give someone who was just starting out now? Um, Based on the experiences that you've had, it's, what would you? I
1: teach from time to time. I do it for fun. I really love it, yeah. and I always start the class and end it this way: Don't be afraid. Well, there's a good don't.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I do. You
4: do? Yeah. I, I. Yes. I have. I've taught some classes, and I love it. I feel. I feel the same way. I just think it's so. It's so uh, encouraging and supportive, and it, it's inspiring. to to get feedback from young kids, you know. mm. don't be afraid. That's the only don't I'm going to use from now.
2: Keep yourself surrounded with your own good thoughts and vibes, and and those that matter to you. But I think that uh, they have to
3: be in the theater. I think people who think they can skip the theater and they're really <laughs> acting and do only TV and movies. You know, that's not really what acting is about. They really need to be, and if they're actors, they've got to be in the theater.
0: Well, thank you all for being in the theater <laughs> and, and for, for all of the many years of pleasure you've given all of us. Thank you very much and thank you for joining us today. Thank you for joining us. These programs are brought to you from the Graduate Center of the City University of New York in partnership with our friends at CUNY TV. On behalf of the American Theater Wing, I'm Jan Simpson, and thanks for joining us for another edition of Working in the Theater.
5: I'm Ted Chapin, Chairman of the American Theater Wing. The Wing has played a vital role in New York's theatrical life for more than 60 years. Best known for creating the Tony Awards, we stand for excellence, but we also support education in the theater and our work reaches beyond Broadway in New York. The Working in the Theatre television programs, which are supported by the Annenberg Foundation and the Dorothy Strelson Foundation, are unequaled forums for discussions with today's most creative artists. Downstage Center's in-depth radio interviews were created in conjunction with XM Satellite Radio and can be heard on our website. For people who are starting their careers, we have a two-week boot camp for aspiring actors from colleges across the country called Springboard NYC. And our theater intern group provides a forum for young people who are starting their careers to build a professional network. All of the American Theater Wing's educational and media programs are available for free on demand from our website, AmericanTheaterWing.org. Thanks for your interest in the Wing, and thanks for watching.